So as you guys know, we are in a DIY generation. Do it yourself. Um, do it big. If you can do it yourself, if you can pay somebody, you can do that. But if you can't and you want to, to create your own podcast, I found that the easiest way to do that is with Anchor. Um, Anchor is free and it allows you to record your podcast via phone, via your computer. You can even have guests from miles away. You guys can connect on the app and record that way. Um, Anchor also will distribute your podcast. So I love Spotify. I love Apple and I love SoundCloud. So I want my podcast to be like on every single platform. So Anchor distributes that to every platform without me having to do it myself, which is amazing. Um, and you can also make money from your podcast with like no minimum l- listenership. So let's say that you have two listens on a podcast. You can make money just off of that. Um, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you are interested in doing that, I suggest that you download the free Anchor app and you can go to anchor.fm to get started. It's an app on your phone. You can also um, just go through your regular internet browser. So if you're into podcasts or want to make one for yourself, I suggest you use the Anchor app. And I'm not just saying it because I'm getting paid to say it. I'm saying it because I actually use it. So yeah, download Anchor, use it. There's also super dope podcasts on there as well. Um to listen to that aren't on other platforms. So yeah, do that. Hey y'all, it's your girl, Penny Nassi. You are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. Back at it again with another episode. Um, I'm recording this on Friday, so elections are still going on and I hope by the time this episode drops on Monday, that we have a new president by the name of Joe Biden and a VP by the name of Kamala Harris, because don't nobody got time. But if they are still counting, um, I don't know. I hope it don't take that long. It's been taking way too long. But yeah, I know at first I saw like a lot of people were dealing with anxious feelings and whatnot, you know, around ele- around elections, which is very much so valid because we need to get Trump the fuck up out of here. But yeah, what I found that truly helps me honestly is just like stay off of the, of the news or social media, um, or whatever is giving you like an overload of election based content minute by minute. Just don't, just don't look at it because it's going to be everywhere all up in your face and you don't need to have your mind all clouded with like all of that because it's never ending. Right. Um, but I really, honestly, truly have been loving the funny jokes in regards to like how long it's been taking them to count the votes. That's been like my favorite part. Um, they said this guy is the only person that they trust to count the votes and get it right. I'm about to play, play the clip right now. Yeah, hey, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, and that's just that on that. If he's not counting them, can we really trust it? I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, another thing that 
I have found that's continuing to help me personally while living in this oblivion of a world is it's like very much so important to create and nurture your own reality. What I mean by that is like controlling what you can't control. So for me, that looks like making sure that I'm keeping up with my daily routine, making sure my circle of friends are tight, making sure that they're good, um, continuing to live your life and like have a good time because although this is a huge deal for our future, the elections and everything that's going on, we still have the power right now in the present to do our best and create and fight for the life that we all deserve. Even if the system is against us, um, we've been fighting against this system for years and we will continue to fight with a smile and joy filled in our hearts. And it's like we can only harp on what we can control. So focus on what you can control. Focus on your actions. Make sure that you voted, please. I hope you voted. And make sure that you're advocating after this. Like voting is just step one. There's so much more that you can do. Make sure you're serving in your community. Make sure you're not just all Twitter fingers and Instagram fingers. Uh, whatever yeah so do all that you can in this moment for yourself your family your community and then you've done your part like you did that if that's what you if that's what you're doing and there's no point in harping on anything that's uncontrollable that's just a recipe for a disastrous life so yeah um anywho like I said I don't know if you're I don't know if this will be heard pre-president or post, but y'all already know I'm gang gang Biden all day, every day. And no, I did not vote for Kanye. I love Kanye, but hell no. People assume that I would, I guess, because I take for I take up for him so much, but I'm not stupid. And that's just not what I did at all. Y'all need to get out of my DMs talking about, did you vote for Kanye? I did not. All right, let's move forward. This is just like a random funny story. So I was at the grocery store the other day which honestly happens to be like one of my favorite pastimes as of lately, I guess, because we can't really do much of anything. But I really do much so enjoy my walk to and from the gro- the grocery store. And I feel like whenever I move out of New York, because I've been having that thought creep up in the back of my mind la- lately, I'm not sure when that's going to happen. But it's just like, mm, am I going to be here as long as I thought? I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to miss like those walks and like listening to my favorite podcasts like one deep and just walking and just like looking around. I don't know, little things like that are just very much so special to me. But anyway, so why was I walking and this father and son was walking past me and I hear the little boy talking about some throat baby, throat baby. And I was like, wait a second, is he singing throat baby right now? I was like, what the hell's going on here? And he had to be about six years old. He was holding his dad's hands and they were just like walking around from coming from wherever they was coming from, he's just jamming to himself, talking about throw baby. I'm like, eh, why are you singing that? It was really, really funny. Didn't expect it, but it was just something hilarious that I really had to share on my little walk. But yeah, let's get into these personal uh, life updates. Throw baby. Throw baby. Oh yeah, and a little kid singing throat baby. Wasn't black, by the way, which added on to the hysterics. But yeah, so as for updates go, I definitely want to shout out Crystal from the Park Ave show and my good sis Lynette from the Eloise show. Thank you guys so much for having me as a guest on both of y'all shows. This happened real separate. It was kind of unexpected, but I had two, I guess, 
guest show appearances like in one week, which was so much fun. Um, and I've been getting a lot of requests from like for interviews and features and like online blogs and stuff like that because of the podcast, which is so wild to me because I'm usually the one doing the interviewing and being on the other side is so interesting. I can honestly say I feel alive and like my most authentic self, like on both ends, like I had a blast. So thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Lynette. And make sure you guys check out the Park Ave show and the Eloise show. Um, If you go to my Instagram, you'll see those posts and you can go check out, check it out if you haven't already. But yeah, um, I'll also link them in the description as well. So y'all can check that out. Leave a comment, support your girl. The conversations were amazing. Thank you guys for supporting me so far for all of these little things even be happening. Like I always say, it's forever, always the beginning because we are just going to keep going up, up and up. But yeah, what else is new? Oh, um, hmm. Halloween was fun. Like that just passed. That was a blast. It, I decided to be a disco, like a disco type vibe. Diana Ross, Shaka Khan, 70s. Um, my whole outfit was something I definitely already had at home. It was, Halloween was giving much so very at home, okay? What's what you have in the house. That's what Halloween was giving this year. But everyone looked so cute. And it was like really fun to like be creative with what you have at home and not just go buy an outfit. Like that's the fun part of Halloween. I really didn't realize how much I loved that holiday until now because growing up, we definitely couldn't celebrate Halloween. I vividly remember one time my badass I wasn't that bad but I was a little rebellious I tried to sneak out I was like in middle school I think and I really was just trying to sneak out to like go get candy and stuff and we had my parents had just repainted like the staircase and the front door was by the staircase mind you we don't really use the front door at all so like it's always locked so I'm like bet I'm gonna sneak out of there the way my house is set up yeah that's just how it works so I tried to sneak out to go trick-or-treating with my friends. And when I came back, I got a whole ass whooping. And I just remember having paint all over me because the paint wasn't even dry on the wall. And now my mom was double mad because first, I, first she had to whip my ass because I was trying to go celebrate Halloween. Second, we I messed up the paint. But even though that was her fault, she knew that paint wasn't dry yet. So that's her fault. So I definitely had to help repaint that little area. But yeah, I love Halloween. And like another reason I feel like Halloween is so special is like it brings out the inner child, I think, for all of us. And it's like a time where we get to play, get out of our everyday um, like norm, which I think is good for us from time to time. And I feel like a lot of people take life way too serious. And that's definitely no way to live. So Halloween is a time for us all to like let all that hardness become like soft and silly and just creative and like have fun. I don't know. I love putting together costumes. Super duper fun. Um, makeup, playing in makeup. It's on. It's honestly a great holiday. And I really can't wait to have my family in the future and kill Halloween every year. Okay, y'all about to see these fits every single year for Halloween with my family, matching and all. So get ready for that. What else is new? Um, I'm going back home for the holidays for sure. Can't wait. So all my Houston listeners, hit me up. I'll be in town. Um, and I believe we're going to Kenya in January. I'll tell you guys more about that later. But I'm so excited. I did not think that that's how my 
2021 will start, but I'm so here for it. I'm here like every time. Well, the one time that I've gone home to Kenya, like it just reset my whole everything. Like it gave me the whole battery in my bag. Like everything set off right after that trip. So I'm excited to like get that restart, refresh, rejuvenate, be away from America for a hot second. So that should be really fun and also create content out there. So Kenyan listeners, I know I have a couple. I've seen that hit me up. Like I want to see what's up with the creative scene over there for sure. My dad has been telling me to do that for years and that's definitely a market I want to tap into more. So I know I have a couple of you guys. Let me know what's up and I'm going to do my own or if you can recommend anyone I should, you know, connect with just to like really like sit down with and like learn how everything's going about with the creative media scene. And, you know, you guys know me. So my world over there. So yeah. And it's like, we've only been to Kenya one time and our schedule was so jam-packed. We couldn't do what like normal things. So I'm excited for that. And I would love to just link up with amazing Kenyans like me. I'm so here for it. But yeah, oh, lastly, y'all loved, loved, loved this past episode with Melanie. And I'm so happy that you guys love that. And I'm so happy that I got to really kind of um, touch on like attachment theory and stuff like that. Because when I originally came up with this concept for the podcast in grad school, I wanted it to be heavily like facts based when it comes to mental health. Because of course, we can talk about mental health and advocate for it. We all know that it matters. We all know that we should now watch what we say. We should be nicer to people and whatnot. But now it's like, okay, how can we understand it on a scientific, factual, theoretical level and like utilize that, practice it, apply it to ourselves, to others in efforts to understand ourselves and others better and just like get better, period. So check out the attachment theory. Um, you can watch hella YouTube videos on it or you can read the book. It will definitely help you when it comes to navigating intimate relationships for sure. And just being a better communicator, a better lover, a better partner, um, a better dater, whatever the fuck. Yes. And shout out to Melanie. Yes. So you and yeah, I'll link all that stuff again so you guys can follow her. And y'all keep running the episode all the way up. Cause that was that was really really good. So, yeah, I'm gonna move on to change our next segment. Oh, lastly, make sure that you guys continue to rate, review, leave a comment if you guys are listening on Apple because that really does help with the algorithm. Um, so keep doing that, and of course, when you're listening, and if you take a screenshot, post on your story so I can repost it. Twitter, all that. All the the things. Keep doing that. And we're going to move on to change. So for change this week, it's kind of random. I came across it on my Twitter feed. I'm not sure if you guys know who Kev on stage is. He's a comedian, super duper funny, makes hilarious Instagram videos. And then he has his wife, who is Mrs. Kev on stage. They also have their own platform called the Love Hour, where they kind of give a Christian, um, funny, relatable perspective to marriage because they are like Christian, Christian, like, well, not religious, religious. Let me not say Christian, Christian, but those Christians who like couldn't, the girls couldn't wear freaking um, pants, like those kind. 
and like virgin Christians, which love that for, for them. But yeah, so um, as of recently, I think, was it like last week or so, Kev posted a video with um, his wife. She was wearing this t-shirt. Her name is Melissa, by the way. But um, her Instagram name is Kev on stage. Mrs. Kev on stage. So Melissa basically was in a shirt that said, it's the clip for me. That's what the shirt said, y'all. And Kevin posted on his Twitter and was like, y'all, Melissa's about to go to, to the dentist in this shirt. Basically like, you know, um, piping up life like, yo, my wife is shit. I love this shirt. It is a clip for me type stuff. But you know that the, their Christian fan base literally went nuts on them. They were like, how dare you do this? This is not Christ-like and all of this stuff. And what they don't know or didn't know was that that shirt, it's a clip for me, is from a lady. I need to, I'll put her name in the description because I don't know it right now. But I know that she is basically also like a, a sex coat, a sex health teacher sexual health teacher and like advocate so basically teaching like young women and people period about their bodies and things like that and like ownership ownership over your body autonomy that whole nine and just teaching you about yourself like and your sexual health in a new way so yeah so that's where the shirt comes from it's that's like whose shirt it was and she wore this shirt to the dentist and it was on Twitter. Of course, it went crazy viral on Twitter and the Christian side of Twitter was just like, yo, how dare you do this, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of came back on some like, we're married. And talking about sex is a part of talking about marriage and like their advocacy. Like they help cu- help Christian couples and sex is definitely part of it. So I want to give them change of the week just for being like trailblazers with that and not being scared to openly talk about sex like it's okay and people need to hear that because there are hella Christian marriages that are suffering because there's no communication when it comes to things like that and those needs need to be satisfied on both ends. Some people don't know where the clit is because they just don't know where it is and the they can talk about it if and they they do believe in like waiting until marriage that's what they did do and now that they're married they can say whatever the hell they want so shout out to them for talking about that and like opening that door and they're really good at bridging that gap between like christianity and culture you know and i love when people can bridge gaps like that like that's that's my shit so shout out to melissa and kev you can follow them at Kev on stage, at Mrs. Kev on stage. They are a super dope, funny ass couple. Um, and their ministry is just what that is. Like they really are helping people navigate their relationships in this new world, this new age, this new time, dismantling all the old things that, you know, the church kind of taught them that really didn't serve them anything, you know? So yeah, and all the shaming, the shame that comes with it. They talk a lot about that. And I just want to quickly give them change of the week. I'll probably talk about them more later or try to even get them on here because they are so dope. So shout out to Kev on stage, Mrs. Kev on stage, Melissa, Kevin. Thank you guys for opening up that combo and being the ones to get that 
I know y'all get hella backlash for just being yourselves and being open. And it's really because people wish that they could be you. People wish they could be that open and people wish that they could talk about their sex lives like that. And it's not even, they don't even go into detail. No one's knowing anyone's business. It's literally, they'll have a guest on to talk about sexual health and what a clit is and where it is and why it needs to be simulated. And people need to have better sex. It's part of your health, especially married couples who, you you know, have kids, all that gets lost in the sauce. Hell no. Nah. Like they, what? Anyway, shout out to y'all. Love to see it. And that will be change of the week. We're going to move on. All right, y'all. It's time for pen pal letters. Um, you guys know to email me these letters or DM me. Um, the email is penny period and nasty at gmail.com. P-E-N-N-I-E period A-N-A-S-S-I at gmail.com. Let me know what's popping. Let me know what you guys are going through. And I hope that I can somewhat help. I hope. Um, but yeah, so here's our pen pal letter for the day. And sorry if this, like, I know I'm talking so low on this episode. It's just because um, of my roommates. And it just gets weird sometimes when I'm just, like, going in trying to get used to that but today it's a low day because just that's just what's going on in here so yeah y'all bear with me i hope that you guys are still like following along and stuff like that but here is our pen pal letter so i've been talking to this new guy that i've met on hinge y'all love y'all some hinge okay we have been hanging out heavy for a couple of months and everything's pretty solid I love the fact that from the jump, we were very transparent about mental health topics. That's a really big deal to me. Same sis. He told me about his struggle with ADD and how he takes medication. I'm assuming like Adderall, right? Or something like that. Cool. Okay. And I told him about bipolar and anxiety and how I'm dealing with everything through therapy and with medication. As of late, my anxiety has been really bad, almost to the point where sometimes I can't leave the house. One thing that gives me heavy anxiety is driving specifically or being in the car. Okay, I am so afraid of crashing that it can sometimes be disabling. Since I do get mad anxiety while in the car, I would much rather be the one behind the wheel because I trust myself to drive more than I trust others. Anywho, so my little boo was driving us and he cut someone off super abruptly and it scared the shit out of me. I reacted and basically was like, oh my God, like in a shock. And he was like, what would you have done? Just stood there, nigga. Anyway, and he said, (laughs) you said the same thing. And I was like, yeah, nigga, what the hell? It all went downhill from there. He knows all about my anxiety when it comes to driving and all of that. We've talked about it multiple times. I even suggested to drive because I know it makes me feel better. So for him to react that way, it made me feel very much so uneasy and like he was throwing it back in my face or making a mockery of my anxiety by saying, by saying like, oh, well, what would you have done? Just stood there. It was very passive aggressive. It made me feel like I couldn't trust him with that vulnerable side of me that I thought that I could. I don't know. We argued about it for a bit, and he tried to make up with me, but I really wasn't having it, and I went home. After going home, he hit me up, basically saying sorry and that he should have done better, and also told me 
about how his mom yelled at him so he can't deal with women yelling at him. And that is very much so triggering. He said with all of that, he believes that he that we need space now because obviously he still has some things that he needs to work on. I'm not sure what to do about this or how to handle this or what to even say. What should I do? Okay, this has hella layers. So let's get into it. So first and foremost, um, thank you for sharing that and trusting me with that information. Like, I know that's not easy at all. And I want you to first know you already on the right track to, you know, living the life that you deserve because you are aware of these things and you are working to do better, whether it's with medication or with therapy, you're like already on the right track. A lot of people don't even find themselves there and they kind of just let these things just kind of run their lives without addressing it and working on it. So kudos to you for that. And kudos to the both of you guys for being progressive in that manner. And like in the, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all aren't together together yet. So it's like, from what it seems, it seems like a new thing. So it's like for you guys to already be talking about triggers and different things like that, that will save you guys a lot of like issues in the future. Yeah, that will save you guys a lot in the future, you know, already starting off just knowing each other on that level. Like that stuff is very important. So kudos to you guys for doing that. And it's kind of like, this might just be like, don't look at it as the end of the world or whatever. This could just be a hiccup to you guys learning each other even more. Like now that you guys talked about it, now it's actually time to practice that grace for each other, dealing with each other's triggers and vulnerabilities. I had read somewhere or heard on a podcast, I think it was Black Love, I don't remember, but they were saying when you are like with someone, like you are with their past, present, future triggers, you're with all of that. And people don't realize that half the time the battle is not even that person. It's just like all of their shit that is coming with them. And it's like both of you job to help each other through that if that's your person and that's what y'all, if y'all are serious about being in a committed relationship so that's really good my number one thing if I could just say a blanket statement is that you both should be giving each other grace he should be giving you grace for how you reacted and how your anxiety is flaring up right now because you did communicate that that was an issue for you right now so he knows that you didn't mean any harm by yelling at him he should know that's how he should be giving you grace and you should be giving him grace by you triggered him as well so you should start to understand like yo he has his own things And now you guys have to figure out how to work through that together. And it's with that open line of communication that you guys already started. So just continue that, honestly. And what I would say to him about like his mom and stuff like that. And I would basically be like, I'm sorry that you perceived it that way and that I triggered you. And you should be like, I wasn't trying to attack or verbally be aggressive because you weren't, it was a human reaction to what happened, you know, and say like you, that you were also triggered because of what you were going through. And then it's not an attack against him. It could have been anyone driving that you would have like reacted that same way because it's your own thing and be like, okay, cool. If he wants space, give him that space. I'm not sure why whenever a hiccup happens in new relationships, a lot of the time, a guy's first in- instinct is like to kind of like, oh, I need space back away. I'm not sure if that's a thing where they don't know how to deal with it or if it's that's when they realize, oh, it's getting real. Uh, this is not really it for me right now. 
I have no idea. We'll figure it out, though. But, yeah, like, you guys both have to be like, okay, this is what you saw. This is what I saw. But what's the reality of the situation? The reality of the situation is he was driving. He cut someone off. And then he definitely didn't do it on purpose. Because to me, driving is like, what's it called? Like, motor memory or just when you drive, like, it just something that you just do. You're not really thinking much about it. You know what I'm saying? So like it happens way too fast. He didn't have the time to think about your anxiety before he swerved on that person. And um, next time though, maybe he will be in that in that space to not do certain things while driving. But at that moment, it wasn't on purpose. Um, how he reacted was just a reaction to you yelling, obviously. And it was more so on some like, what the hell? Like he was embarrassed for even doing that, obviously. So he kind of flipped that on you and became defensive. Like, what would you have done? Just sat there. So all in all, you guys need to give each other grace. If you guys need to need to give each other space. And if maybe you need a little space to deal with what you have going on. Um, and he doesn't have the capacity for that. That's fine. That just means like that's situation is not for you at this moment but communicate everything um there's this really dope quote that i heard on um a podcast last week also from jared brady he's shannon boudram she's a sex and intimacy expert her husband has a podcast which is really which is really good and he basically was saying how his love with shannon was like they didn't just they weren't hit with love. They created it like they knew. OK, like they, of course, loved each other, but they communicated everything to the point of sometimes it feels like, OK, is this whack? Like, why would I talk about all of this stuff? Shouldn't it just be known and mysterious and fallen? And it's like, no, like it's too much going on. You have to communicate which what your needs are, what your wants are and create that love for you or relationship for you and your person because y'all are the only two in it. So if that means talking about all this stuff, then that's what that means as well. But yeah, all in all, I say give him grace and um, I hope that he gives you grace. And if he doesn't, then in the long run, how is that going to work? Because this is something that you deal with. So I'm glad it's happening now so you can see how he would move in these situations because it won't be the first and it won't be the last time that that happens on both ends. So you guys are just getting a taste of some real ish or whatever. So I wish you guys the best though. And I hope that you guys just honestly communicate through that and make it do what it do. We all have our shit. Like we're all humans and we all have our shit. The minute that we just be vulnerable about it, the better everything will be. And not just romantic relationships in all relationships. The more free that you'll be, you know? So yeah. Love y'all. Him too. Even though niggas love to run when some shit get deep. No, I'm just kidding. But really though. Um, yeah. Y'all will be totally fine. And let me know what happens. Keep me posted on what's going on. Be sure to. And if you are, if you can be the bigger person, be like, all right, my bad. And give him grace because you might, you know, I don't know, be on a different level of understanding than him. If you can do that, go ahead and do that. But yeah, kudos to you guys. I hope it all works out. And you guys make sure to email me, pennypeardandnasty at gmail.com. All of your pen pal letters. Let me know what's going on in y'all's world. 
Um, I'm always here. DM me the whole nine. And we're going to move on to the next topic, which will be change. Actually, I lied. We're not going to change. Our next segment is actually my two cents. I am out of it, y'all. But I'm here. Yeah. So let's go on to our next segment, my two cents. Okay. So for my two cents for this episode, I wanted to dive into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that theory. And the reason why I chose that was because I've been thinking about this a lot, but it was reinforced after this convo I was having having in Clubhouse. It was an all-girls um, room on Clubhouse, and we were all basically just talking about girl stuff, and um, everything was real light and whatever. And then one girl, mind you, these are all girls in the industry, all girls who you will think couldn't go through a thing because they have everything that they want and need when, you know, now we're learning that that's not that's not facts, that that's sometimes is not true. But one girl just was like, yo, like, can I tell y'all something? She basically just was crying about how lonely she's been feeling, how unhappy she's been feeling, and just how not right that she's been feeling since the pandemic hit. And why this, this is something we've heard a lot, right? We're all going through it right now. But sh- how she was speaking was as if it was just her. And like, she really did not understand why. She really was like thinking it was something else. And it just broke my heart because I'm like, yo, it's not just you thinking like this, which will make you feel worse. It's like, fuck, am I going crazy? Am I depressed? Am I sad? What's going on with me? And thankfully, a lot of other girls chimed in and were having similar experiences and we were just sharing different things. But this really sparked something within me to um, kind of dive into Maslow's hierarchy of needs and like what it takes to become happy and why a lot of us aren't feeling happy is because our needs as a human being are being not are not being met right now because of the pandemic and because of everything that's going on with the whole racial situation and things like that also and our needs are being like attacked and this is not like uh, um this is like a scientific thing that humans need to sincerely feel motivated okay and happy to continue on living in this life so Guy Maslow, our nigga Maslow, basically came up with this pyramid of the hierarchy of needs and basically from the base to the top. And like you have to fulfill each one in order to truly be whole and happy. And of course, sometimes you you might not be feeling one or the other. Everything varies, but I'll read the textbook definition of it. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology comprising of, of a five tier model of human needs often depicted as hierarchical levels within a pyramid. Needs lower down the hierarchy must be satisfied before individuals can attend to needs higher up. So those needs are physiological needs, safety needs, love and belonging needs, esteem needs, and at the top, self-actualization, which is the goal of where to get to. So let's break them down. So first, um, the base of it all is physiological needs. And so what that looks like, that looks like your food, your shelter, your water, your health. That is your base of what you need to begin with in order to go on to the next. So check, actually not check because People's physiological needs right now are being very much so hurt with the amount of 
addiction rising with the amount of people not eating right, things like that. So that's why we need to eat right, ease up on the drinks, on the smoking, things like that. Okay, so next is safety. Safety looks like your physical, so like your home, your job, your income, things like that. And if those things aren't meant, a person is prone to constantly feeling insecure and like unprotected, of course, because they don't know how they're going to pay their rent, things like that. And how is that being attacked right now through the pandemic? People are losing their jobs. People losing their jobs can mean they can lose their home. People's incomes aren't stable. The future doesn't look for doesn't look too good for a lot of people. And even if you do have your job, you can some people are afraid of losing it at any moment. So that will breed a lot of insecurity and will make you feel unprotected, which will result which will result in you not feeling too hot, not feeling too happy. So we have physiological needs. Go back. So that would be your food, shelter, water, basic needs, health. Then we have your safety, your employment, your income, your actual safety, which is being triggered right now for Black people because we don't know if like our brothers can drive a car in Texas and not be pulled over or get shot. That's being threatened as well right now. So, so phys- physiological safety. Then we get into love and belonging. And of course, those are your interrelationships, your friendships, your coworkers, your family, your relationships. And those are being attacked right now because you can't see nobody. <laughs> Like at all. And it's even hard to form relationships, especially new ones, because people aren't trying to get coronavirus, which is very much so valid. And that not being having a community is so necessary. And people, I think people are realizing that now you need to be around people and even intimate relationships. You need to have those at some point in life as well. Like that's love, that's belonging. It makes you feel like you belong somewhere, which is not. A bad thing. It is an actual need of ours. So stop acting like you don't need nobody. Lies. Next. So we have physiological safety, love, and belonging. I'm going to keep going over it so that we just get in our head like as if I'm back in school. So physiological is your health, your food, your water, your your shelter. Safety is your employment, your income, your money, honey, your Safety, period. Making sure you feel safe and secure. Your love and belonging, which will be your intimate relationships, which goes across the board for platonic, friend, family, that whole nine, that feeling of community and belonging. Next, we have your esteem. So your esteem, once one feels accepted by their peers, the next high order need can be activated. The esteem need is characterized by feeling successful and having others recognize one's accomplishments. Right. So, for instance, how can we even get there if, first of all, we are already attacked at the safety level? So we are already insecure about our jobs and things like that or whoever. I'm, t- I'm saying we as in America and everyone going through this pandemic shit. We are already not able to see our friends and create true intimate relationships because we have this pandemic wedge in the middle of everything, making things 10 times more complicated. So how the hell are we going to get to the esteem level, which is being happy and feeling successful about all those things? If 
or and I'm not saying this as concrete. I'm saying this as this could be you, this couldn't be you. And it these are thoughts that can creep into one's head sometimes and things like that. Okay, and lastly, which is at the top of the pyramid, we have self-actualization, which is something we all wish we could tap into. Some are more tapped into this area than others once they've passed like each level. And that is where your creativity lies. This is where your passion lies. This is where your purpose lies. And don't get me wrong, you can be tapped into one before the other, but the goal is to be tapped into each before to, to be tapped into every single one and have all of those needs fulfilled. And that is what will lead to a more fulfilling life at a basic, very, very much so basic level. Depression can still come about. I'm not saying anxiety can't come about and things like that can't come about, but these are the basic needs to just be a basic, healthy, happy human being without all of the extra things. So the reason I wanted to just break that down for you guys is like, let's make sure that all those needs are met. Let's take it step by step. And also so that you guys know that if you have never even had any issues before and now with the pandemic, you're feeling a little bit off, check in with like what need is not being met. And let me start like make a day by day plan um, to make sure that my needs are met so that I can be happy and fulfilled. So yeah, that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I hope that all made sense and I will put a link to like a YouTube video or um, maybe an article below so you guys can dive more into that. And just like check in on yourself, check in your, on your people, um, make sure that your needs are met so we can be out here thriving, okay? And not just trying to survive. We should be trying to thrive. So yeah, I'm going to move on to the next segment, which will be gold. For gold, this is fun. For gold, um, I want to shout out to the only person that Beyonce might be not afraid of, but that the only person that can tell Beyonce what to do. And y'all already know who that is, Blue Ivy Carter. Why does she get gold for this week? Because she's shitting on us per usual, but nah. So I think I've talked about this before. Hair Love, which is a short doc by Matthew Cherry. It won an Oscar. Super dope film about black girl magic, black girl hair, a bond between a black dad and his daughter trying to figure out their hair. And just an amazing story about what we had to go through being young with black hair and us not really knowing what to do with it. And it's a super dope story. Um, a short film called Hair Love and the audio for for the kids. It's for the kids. Um, but yeah, the audio the audible is out now. And guess who's doing the voiceover? Freaking Blue Ivy Carter. And she is just she's a star already. She is the next poet. She is the next, she's the one, honestly. So I just want to do that real quick. Um I, I'll play a clip here. Y'all listen to it. does magic tricks. One day, Rocky and I were playing outside when along came the rain. From large to small, it went presto, just like that. There's nothing my hair can't do. Today, I woke up extra early all by myself. I She's reading better than some of the people that you went to high school with. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. 
Her voice was amazing, super duper fitting. She is the next Maya Angelou shit, period. But yeah, Blue Ivy, Carter, Matthew Cherry, and illustrate it was illustrated by Vashti Harrison. Um, definitely that's gold for this week's episode. We're gonna move on to our last segment, which will be peace of mind. So for peace of mind, you know that I always like to just bring you guys certain little things that could give you clarity, give you peace, just make life a little better or just, you know, peaceful things. So this has been a reoccurring theme also that's been happening is I've just came across so many people that are like, oh, I'm not drinking right now. Or they're just taking a break from smoking or they're, you know, just like falling back on like certain vices and stuff like that, which is amazing. I seriously encourage everyone, whatever your vice is, gaming, I don't care what it is, whatever you use to escape without even knowing, um, take a break from it and see how the small, it's as small as it is, it's like life changing step by step. So yeah, um. I did a month after my birthday without drinking and without, you know, I was doing social media uh, without drinking and then I did the Daniel fast. So I wasn't eating any meat or anything like that. So that was really, really dope. The end of it, the benefit at the end was like my mind was sharp, clear. I got so much work done. I just felt better overall and that is worth everything and my roommate and best friend Lala where y'all know her she also did that the month after I did it she went sober or whatever and I do this all the time at least maybe like two three times a year to just cleanse my body and stuff like that and reset and I like have came up with a couple of tips that help me I know it's like easy to say and of course it's like that's just a part of a lot of our like day to day to days, like going happy hour or grabbing drink, grabbing a drink with a friend to catch up or um, brunch or whatever the case may be. We're young, we're vibrant, we're outside, we're out here, we're having a good time. No shame on that. But yeah, with the quarantine and everything like that, people need to like know their limits. And I always encourage that. I will put myself out there and be the person to be like, yes, know your limits. And I heavily advocate for that. Not shaming, but I just do advocate for it. But okay, so with all that being said, I just want to give a couple of sip tips on how to stay sober, but still have fun. Like there's other things to do out here in these streets. So and also just even if you do in a party, kind of like how to do still do it. So what I did, I love kombucha. Shout out to Kick Kick and Kombucha, my favorite kombucha brand. I partnered with them back in the day. Um, I actually need to hit them up because love that brand. But I, so Kick and Kombucha is like fermented and it's um, good for your gut. It's a great drink. Um, So I will just take my kombucha with me to like the house party or take my kombucha with me to wherever I am and put that in my glass. It's bubbly, you know, it's cute or whatever it's quaint and that will be like my little cup feels good um and nobody even knows the difference the thing about that is like if no one knows you're not drinking then they don't ever pressure you to drink although you should never fall into peer pressure but you know how that goes and half the time once people are lit lit already 
they don't even notice that you're not lit either because they don't notice at all. But yeah, that's one thing. Get you some kombucha, get your favorite drink or whatever the case may be. If you like those cool little CBD drinks or yerba mats, green juice, I don't know, whatever you like. I love kombucha and it's cool. It's quaint. And I'll take that with me wherever I'm going. Bada boop, bada bam. Or, of course, like mocktails. Bada boop, bada bam. Cool, cute. Um, One thing, it's like, don't take your ass to like a rager or like a bar where it's simply just like a dive bar where that's all that's about to go down. It's like shots, backs, backs, back. That's just setting yourself up for, setting yourself up for failure. So make yourself have a schedule and like, Fill your time with different things. So, for instance, one day you can paint instead of going out. One day you can organize your closet. Just make sure that those weekend days when you would normally be out, you do something for yourself. Maybe a project that you've been procrastinating on, a recipe that you've been trying to cook, whatever it is. If you don't feel like going out because it's like, eh, I'm not trying to be around Everybody like drunk and I'm not lit or whatever. There's so much you can be doing by yourself. And I really do want to encourage that. And what else? Some other tips. Oh, yeah. Get, get to the party later. Like get to the party after everyone is already lit. That is like the biggest lifesaver. Because it's like, okay, they're already gone. And then, and then you get to see, honestly, you get to see how things are. At parties and it it blows my mind honestly sometimes i'll be like oh shit this is how it really be this is wild but um yeah then you can also see like dang okay i feel much better in this space than i am like in an uncontrollable state and stuff like that so that's one thing get to the party once everyone's lit and act like you're lit not act like you're lit too but act like you have a drink in your hand too or whatever and just have a good time Everything's funny. People watch. Everything is 10 times more funny on the other side. I promise. Next, have you have you a like a sober butt buddy with you too? Like that it's y'all too that aren't drinking so y'all can just be on the same vibe and you don't feel like you're being left out or whatever. That's really cool to do. And yeah, turn down happy hours. Nah, turn down all of that. And like if someone wants to catch up with you, be like, okay, let's go to lunch instead, or let's go get coffee. Let's go take a walk in the park. Let's go shopping. Let's do like an activity that doesn't include that. Yeah, the benefits are endless. Um, but one thing that I really do want to share with you guys that me and Lala Wear tried um, is a product called Can Euphorics. This basically is like a cocktail that has no alcohol and literally makes you feel super duper relaxed and it's healthy. It's kind of insane. So the story behind Ken, um, they basically trust in the power of our collective consciousness to shape the future of social connection. And how do they do that? Basically, they created a drink that has adaptogens in it, which I'll tell y'all what that is. Adaptogens work by strengthening the adrenal system and moderating stress responses. They tend to be good sources of antioxidants 
and anti-inflammatory agents, which help to prevent cellular damage. So it got that in it. What's up? Nootropics. So nootropics are supplements that may improve cognitive function, particularly executive function, memory, creativity, motivation in healthy individuals. Bet. So that's like your GABAs, your LT9, your tyrosine, all that type of stuff. They also have botanics in there. These are herbs and spices valued for their medicinal or therapeutic properties. People are finding ways to utilize these plants, these plants parts to improve your health, treat symptoms, and prevent disease. So Kenya Forex has all that in it. And y'all, we tried it. I thought it was cap because how can make you feel like good? But it truly does. So, so their mission is basically to bless up the cup of the world because they believe in the virtue of unity for all. Euphorics makes it so that we no longer have to wait for the world to come to us. We can bring bliss to the world by uplifting and, and elevating the world's oldest social the world's oldest social tradition drinking. So yeah, me and Lauren tried, they have different options. Me and Lauren tried the high road, which is basically like a bottle of it. You can make a mixed drink with it. And we were giggling nonstop. I felt super duper chill. It was just like a good ass time. I'm not even gonna lie. The feeling it takes the edge off so you can relax, enjoy the night. Um, the taste of it is really, really good, paired with like pineapple and ginger. Um, it has an interesting taste, not gonna lie. It does have a bitter aftertaste, but so does freaking Hennessy, right? So yeah, they're all about like kind of like changing the way that we socialize and making it still a euphoric experience, but a euphoric experience doesn't lead to hangovers, throwing up, and all that extra shit that we wish did not come with, you know, having a good time drinking and stuff like that. So shout out to King Euphorics. I'm going to definitely put a link in this bio if you guys want to purchase it. We got High Road, which was really, really good. They have spritzers. They have all different kinds of stuff. You can look at the reviews on it and everything like that. It's really, really a great drink. Whether you are, but whether you're you're replacing it with alcohol or really just want something healthy to drink, so yeah, that is peace of mind for the day. I'm super excited for the next episode. We have a reality TV star on the next episode, and it's going to be a trip in a good way. I love this girl so much, and she's so dope, and I'm super excited. But thank you guys for always tuning in. Um, I truly appreciate everyone who listens and gives me feedback. I truly appreciate all of you. And I will, well, I guess I won't see y'all. Y'all will see me on Instagram, but y'all will hear me next week. Bye. I love you guys.